My name is Martin Stein. I'm the Chief Financial Officer of Alltech Batteries Limited. We're listed on the Australian Securities Exchange under the ticker ATC. We are a battery materials and technology company that is commercialising two products. One is a sodium chloride solid state battery for industrial grid storage. And the other one is a battery materials coating product that is increasing the capacity of EV batteries by including the product in the anode of the battery. Martin, thank you very much for the introduction. Um, good to speak to you again. Apologies for various animal noises coming from my side. I've got um, kind of countryside issues. Um, when we last spoke about three months ago, your market capitalization was um, roughly the same, a little bit higher than it is at the moment. Um, there's been no um, real change or down a tiny bit. Um, and yet, the kind of the it seems as if your basic plan is being executed. You're you're rolling out your uh, pilot plant. Uh, you're delivering some specs on your batteries. Kind of just can you just give me a kind of a general comment about your progress before we get into the specifics? So we're happy with the progress that we've made to date. So since uh, we last talked, we're moving ahead with the bankable feasibility study on the Serenergy 100 megawatt hour battery plant to be constructed in Saxony in Germany on the land that we already own. So the economics are being proved up in that. Uh, we'll have that bankable feasibility study out, like I say, end of this year. And then from that, we'll look to raise finance in the form of um, grants and subsidies, which Germany and the EU is bullish on at the moment. We'll look to raise some money from green bonds and then the balance in equity to finance the plant to construct, uh, to produce the batteries. In conjunction in with that, we're also looking to undertake a offtake for the 100 megawatt hour batteries. We've, we're speaking to energy providers in Germany uh, and other interested parties in anticipation of signing uh, an offtake agreement which will help support getting the finance when we're at that position, which will be early next year. When we talk about the batteries, I thought you had a 60 kilowatt hour kind of cell, which was the kind of the the um, the brick, um, the kind of the, the 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 main building block of your Serenity or salt battery, and that you could package them up into one megawatt blocks that could be delivered kind of on a. Um, in a kind of container basis. Have I got the kind of the, the dimensions right? That's a good summary. So the 60 kilowatt ABS 60 is what we're calling a battery pack. Now that won't be sold by itself, but what we're doing is we're taking 18 of those 60 kilowatt modules and we're putting it into a C container structure. Uh, and that will create what we're calling a one megawatt hour grid pack. And it is that product uh, that we will be looking to sell into the market and just just in, in my simple brain so that can produce that can provide one megawatt for one hour assuming it was fully discharged in one hour it would provide one megawatt of power in that hour is, is that something you would expect or is it likely that it's going to uh, not a not be fully charged and be not not fully discharged in one hour I mean, the typical drawdown that you're expecting, the kind of the, the average life or the average use of these batteries, is it more likely to be a kind of a more gradual uh, drawdown, or do you and do you are you planning for it to be discharged fully in one hour? Let's talk about what this battery is intended to solve, and what we're intending to solve is 
the issue of grid stabilization. So energy that is produced by renewable sources at different times, intermittent times of the day. For example, solar is produced during the day uh, and wind is produced at different times, a lot at night. But those renewable power production uh, patterns don't match a grid. A grid needs power at different times. For example, a grid will need a lot of power at night time when people come home from work. It'll need a lot of power in the morning when people are starting off their day. And as EVs become more prevalent and come onto the market, I think we're going to see more demand shifting to the night time when the EVs are charged. Now, renewable energy, especially solar, doesn't produce at night time. So how does that power get put into the grid at night times and times when it's required? It needs to be stored in these batteries and it needs to be used as a way of managing the supply of power to the grid for when the grid needs it. So it's not to say that these batteries will be discharged in all in one hit, but I think we'll see a charge and discharge cycle to match the grid's requirements. Gotcha. Um, in fact, in your last news release that you published on the 13th of this month, um, which is the specifications around the batteries, the 60 kilowatt and the, and, and the grid pack. There's a, quite a long section on this, um, uh, which when I read it, I think, God, these, um, these intermittent, unreliable source of energy are really crap. Um, it's the, 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 the penalties that uh, Germany and California, who have gone the kind of the, have had the deepest penetration or, or the deepest reliance on these intermittent energy sources, the, the, the cost that is being incurred by the taxpayer is phenomenal. So, absolutely, this is a problem that, that needs solving. Um, the cynics among, um, among the, the audience might think that nuclear is a different approach to it. But certainly, if you're going to stick with EVs and wind, which is whether kind of the government policy momentum seems to be at least uh, uh, in the West, the, the, then it does need this... this um, solution at the grid level can this not be done with rapid response coal or gas well i think we've got to look at what the world's trying to do merlin which is to get away from fossil based fuels so the world is electrifying itself now that the power production will be there from the renewables but as you touched on germany and california for example are losing two billion dollars and three billion dollars per annum in lost renewable energy because it's being produced but not being used by the grid and it's literally being put back into the ground and wasted so what we've got is a case where the ability to produce the energy is there that's been scaled up but we need the ability to store that when it's being produced to put back into the grid so Yes, you could boost those uh, boost the requirements by the fossil fuels, but the whole idea with the world is that we're moving away from the fossil fuels and that we're trying to uh, have a more sustainable economy. And, um, you know, these batteries form part of that. Do, do you envisage these being um, stored centrally in kind of parts of kind of large metropolitan areas, or is this a specific solution for kind of remote areas 
such as a mine site, which has wanting to have a localized grid, let's say, or a kind of a, a town or a small community that uh, can effectively disconnect from the from the wider grid. Is 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 this, is this an exercise in um, localization? I think everything you've just said is possibilities for these batteries and for grid storage batteries in general. We're targeting industrial energy producers, so large energy producers that have massive energy production requirements and massive energy storage requirements. So we see that as the perfect fit for this product. They will take large quantities of the batteries, but we also see opportunities in those things that you mentioned, mine sites, industry, supporting residential grids. I'll give you a couple of examples, Merlin, which gives you an idea of what people are thinking out there. But I had a call from a dairy farmer the other night or the other day saying, look, I, I really love those batteries that you're doing. I'd love to have one for my dairy shed that could power the, the dairy at night and I'll charge it up during the day. I had a architect come into our office the other day that had draw, already drawn up uh, plans for a large residential apartment building and he's allowing for these batteries to be placed into the basement of the apartment building. So the uses for batteries and grid storage batteries I think is somewhat extensive. There's many, many ways that these products can be used and that they will be required. But we see big energy producers as being our target market at this stage. Coming to the the ability to manufacture them, um, let's do it in two stages. First of all, you've got a pilot plant at the moment, which is being built and partially commissioned. Um, and that will allow energy, um, industrial users to come and test your products and kind of understand it better. Can you give me an update on where that has got to? Because I think the, uh, in your quarterly report, you were talking about the, the front end, the wet circuit being commissioned, but you were waiting for a, a calciner cal from South Africa to come, and then you're aiming to get that commissioned uh, in the next month or two. So could you give me a quick update on that pilot plant, please? Sure. So, so the pilot plant is actually in relation to our other project, which is the Salumina Anodes Battery Materials Coating, which is coating silicon and graphite with high-purity alumina, and that's allowing a 30% increase in battery capacity for lithium-ion vehicles. The pilot plant is nearing completion for that project. We're aiming to get that out by Q3 this year, that will then produce 120 kilograms per day of the Salumina Anodes product to be provided to uh, battery manufacturers and car manufacturers for testing in their own processes. So the pilot plant is for that project. There's no pilot plant for the Serenity battery project. What we're doing is a bankable feasibility study to commercialize it. Then we're looking to raise the money early next year to construct a full-scale 100 megawatt hour plant. So there'll be no pilot plant for the Serenity project. That is aimed at going straight into a 100 megawatt hour plant in the first instance. And the joint venture also allows for uh, gigawatt factories to be established and that could be done anywhere in the world. But first of all, we'll get the 100 megawatt plant up and running, prove it up, and then take it from there. Bunch of questions. When you talk about a 100 megawatt plant, what, what, sorry, can you unpack that for me? What does that mean? So each of our 
grid pack batteries in the sea container is one megawatt hour. Uh, so the plant is going to produce 100 of those sea container size one megawatt hour batteries. In what time frame? Per annum. So that's each okay. year. Thank you. And um, this is a joint venture with Fraunhofer, the the, the German um, kind of government uh, industrial materials kind of uh, research company. And and just uh, you're not doing a pilot plant. Is that because you've done? They have done extensive testing, and um, uh, or the product is extensively tested. Could you just kind of give me a little bit more. Remind me of that relationship, please. Exactly. So Fraunhofer have got in there. Dresden Institute, a 35 million euro pilot plant that they've built to produce the battery in their environment. They've spent 25 million euros getting the product to the state where it is now, which is that it's tested and it's working. And, and now we are taking that work and commercializing it into a 100 megawatt hour plant. Okay, and so the data from that is informing the, the, the feasibility study. Correct. Well, the, so the R&D work's been done really, right? The R&D work's been done by Fraunhofer in their lab, produced the battery uh, as a prototype, and, and now the work for the joint venture is to take that product and commercialise it in a um, in commercial quantities. And a kind of um, uh, a continual basis rather than a batch basis. And in terms of your burn rate and the, or your cash balance, I, I see that um, you've received some cash this quarter or the last in the first quarter of the year from the sale of 25% um, of your German, your, your German entity to Altec um, Advanced Materials. It's, how does that work? Is that, you know, selling one part of your company to another part of the company and kind of um, you know, how does the money kind of wash around in that um, that great circle? Yeah. So Altec Advanced Materials is a uh, Frankfurt listed German company of which Altec Batteries Australia has approximately a ten percent holding in. Okay. Um, so the sale that you're referring to was the sale of twenty five percent of the company that owns the Salumina Anodes Battery Materials Coating Project. And that sale was done some time ago. Uh, and the consideration for that sale was always to be done on a deferred basis. So what you saw come in in the last quarter was installment one and installment two from the sale, initial sale of 25%. And then we are uh, having a final payment due in December of this year. And that will settle the 25% sale in full. Um, so Altec Advanced Materials owns the 25% in the Subluminate Anodes company. So, and like I say, we own 10% of that company. So it is somewhat related. But the, the strategy from day one was to have a vehicle in Germany that can be used to raise finance to support funding the projects as well which they've been able to do. So Altec Advanced Materials has been able to successfully raise capital uh, to support funding the projects, as well as paying the consideration to the Australian company for the sale. So the strategy was to do that and the strategy is working. Okay, good. I think I, I, think I understand that. Um, looking um, 
Looking at your, sticking with the kind of the quarterly report, uh, there was a burn rate in there of about uh, 2.9 million uh, Aussie dollars. Uh, I think it was kind of 2.7 in terms of cash invested. And you've got, you, you've pretty much finished the quarter with 7.4 million dollars in cash. So it, it, that kind of gives nine months absolute run room if you, runway, if you keep, keep at that run rate. Obviously, you wouldn't want to deplete your um, treasury down to zero. So it makes me think that sometime in the next six months, you're going to want to come back to market. Um, I, and I know that you spoke about grants and things, but um, how do you view the general the market in terms of receptiveness to you and the audience of investors or institutions that are potentially backing it versus your ongoing future capital requirements? You know, What's that conversation internally um, about you know, when you potentially and who with you might potentially do the next capital raise? Well, look, we have had a lot of in, uh, interest in the Serenity project since we entered the joint venture in September of last year. And we haven't actually done a capital raising since we entered into the joint venture. So that'll be interesting when we go to the market to raise money and see uh, the potential appetite for the project. What was the other part of your question? Well, it's, it's, it's really about... Um, are you having conversations with people that are looking to participate in your business? You know, because if, if they see the long-term potential of the company, they might say, you might be having those conversations as in, could you come on potentially as a, uh, w- whether there's institutional interest in getting involved in the story, really, that's the crucial element of it. Look, we've uh, informally had discussions with funds, with institutions. You know, it's fair to say that the mandates for funds and institutions is shifting towards uh, what we can call green type projects. So the interest has been because we have a good product, because it's a product of the future and because it's green related, it's going to be uh, providing green energy solutions. So those three combination, those three factors in combination we think will hold us in good stead for raising further capital. And um, you spoke a lot about grants and um, understanding the, uh, the, the the capital requirements. Will that all come through when you publish your feasibility study? Is that the next stage to kind of de-risk it? It's kind of getting a line of sight on what the capital requirement would be um, beyond the grants and the funding from the, 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 the European Union. I think the feasibility study will uh, confirm the economics that will enable the grants to physically been, be received. But the application processes has already commenced and we're already putting applications in and discussing the projects with uh, German and EU governments. We've had representatives of both governments visit the, fir- visit the plant, inspect uh, the product, inspect what we're doing um, and expressed a lot of interest in that so our indications are that the eu and the german government will be very supportive of the projects and having fraunhofer as our joint venture partner which is the german government institute hopefully puts us in good stead when the grants and subsidies are actually dished out Um, but we're well in well underway with applying for them and in discussions with them but i think you're right no grants or subsidies will be given until the feasibility study is released. Good. Um, <clears throat> on that basis, uh, just just to kind of wrap up, can you kind of um, talk me through the the, the the 
the key milestones that you're looking to deliver now until to the end of the year? Kind of what do you think the, the market should really look out for in terms of uh, de-risking as you, as you go forward? A great question. So with the Serenity project, we're doing the feasibility study, which is scheduled to be completed by the end of this year. We're also doing site approvals uh, on the land and dealing with the local governments on those to get the approvals to construct the plant. Uh, we own the land, so come early next year, we will then look to secure the offtake uh, based on the feasibility study and the discussion that we've already had. And armed with the feasibility study and armed with the um, offtake agreement, we will then try to secure the finance to build the plant and then subject to finance being raised, we'll start constructing the plan, which will be probably a 12-month to 18-month process before the product is actually starting to be produced. And that will be probably sometime in the second half of next year that you'd want to start it. Is that kind of what you're, you're thinking, or is that... Um, the construction, yes. No, yeah. The construction, yes. And then production of the actual batteries... Uh, if all goes to plan, will be mid-2026. Good. And for the for the Salumina, for the anodes? Yep. So Salumina anodes, we're finalising the pilot plant uh, by Q3 this year. Then we will commission it, produce the uh, commercial quantities to provide the potential end users to uh, secure an offtake for that. Uh, and we're also in conjunction on that, we're doing a... Uh, definitive feasibility study on a full-scale 10,000 ton per annum plant. We've already done the preliminary feasibility study on that, which was attractive. Uh, we're partway through the final feasibility for that project as well. And when might you publish that feasibility? That uh, I think will be done early next year. Good. Um, so potentially kind of a, a feasibility study for the I mean, that, that's, that's quite a lot of news flow, the kind of commissioning of the pilot plant in Q3, and then Q4, the, the feasibility study on Serenity, and Q1, potentially, uh, the feasibility study on the, on the, on the bigger plant. Good. Yep, well, the next Martin, six, to 12, six months to 12 months is very, uh, it's going to be very exciting for the company. And um, if we kick those goals, we'll be in a very, if we kick those goals, we'll be in a very good position.